When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Golf Unfiltered podcast is brought to you every week by our friends over at Cog Hill Golf and Country Club. Partnering with them is probably one of the best decisions I've made because I love public golf and Cog Hill is the epitome of good public golf in Chicagoland. Featuring four championship golf courses, including the world-famous Dubs Dread, Cog Hill brings the best of public golf to every player that steps on its property every single day. Go out to coghillgolf.com to learn more. We're also brought to you by our friends over at WorldwideGolfShops.com. If you want to play your best and you want to look your best, go out to WorldwideGolfShops.com today to check out everything they have. They've got the latest equipment, they've got the latest apparel, they've got training aids, they've got accessories, everything you could possibly think of to get you back in the game and to play your best every single time. WorldwideGolfShops.com You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission, to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. And now, the owner and host of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, Adam Fonseca. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, I am back. This is your friend Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. You could look me up all over social media at Golf Unfiltered, and you could send me an email, adam at golfunfiltered.com. We are nearing the end of the golf season here in Chicagoland. At the time of this recording, I think that's going to be my, my new slogan. I'm going to need uh, some t-shirts with that. At the time of this recording, it is snowing outside my window. It is Friday night. And uh, I am sitting here speaking with you, something that I love to do, and I have to admit to you all, I don't have an agenda for today. I really don't. I think it's just going to be a matter of me speaking a little bit about whatever comes to mind, and hopefully I don't say anything too off the wall because I have been drinking bourbon, and that is usually a uh, recipe for some excitement, perhaps some regrets, but we're all going to have fun along the way no matter what. It is the end of the season here for me. I think once the snow begins to fall, it is about time for me to put my golf clubs back in the garage or in the basement, actually, is where I like to put them. Because here's a quick tip to all of you living in the Midwest, perhaps anywhere else that experiences cold weather. Do not leave those golf clubs in your trunk, the trunk of your car, or if you're listening overseas, the boot of your car. I just think that's the coolest thing to call it the boot. The epoxy on your irons and your drivers, because you have multiple drivers, I don't know. The epoxy on your clubs, are it's going to get brittle in the cold weather. Don't don't leave it in your trunk. It, it, they could snap, especially if you've got older clubs. Get those, get those suckers in, indoors, you know? They, they need love, too. So it's always a weird time of year when the golf season, at least for me, comes to a close. Because it seems like it's a different time almost every year in recent uh, in recent years. And, you know, I remember, I was talking to a friend about this the other day. I remember trick-or-treating when I was a, a child uh, with snow on the ground. I remember that being a thing. 
And maybe it's just one of those instances where perhaps there was a year or two that sticks out in mind. But I feel like um, the cold weather is just taking a little bit longer to get here. And uh, once we've all come out of our shells and and finally adapted back to this standard time after daylight savings time, which is the stupidest thing in the world, um, it, I at least began to realize that, you know what? I am now in the thick of winter. It's not even close to winter, but it kind of is because I'm not going to go out on the golf course right now. I really am not. I think next week there's going to be a couple days that are about 50 degrees or so. And while that's certainly doable, I've played in colder weather, it's not that much fun, especially when you have to walk and you might find someone to go with you. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting cranky because of the weather, but uh, who am I kidding? You're going to listen to this podcast, and then a week later, you're going to see a picture of me on the golf course, and you're going to say, I knew it. I knew you are going to get back out there. Yeah, I, I can't hide anything from you. Well, even though the golf season is winding down for me, there's still a lot of golf news going on. And uh, one, one particular topic that just popped up a few hours ago, uh, and shout out to my friends in our little group chat that we have, you know, Samantha Marks and Savannah Lee. Uh, they, they actually brought this to my attention. Apparently on a podcast uh, for, let me see here, I'm getting it up on my screen. Uh, it is uh, Claude Harmon the third, Good old Claude. His uh, podcast, uh, Off Course with Claude Harmon, he interviewed Sean Foley, the uh, well-known golf instructor who has worked with many people, including Justin Rose, Danny Willett, Cameron Champ, and, of course, one Tiger Woods. And in this uh, interview... And I did not listen to it, to be completely uh, transparent here. But according to the summary I'm reading right now, Sean Foley goes on to explain that there are times when he wakes up in the middle of the night, usually around 3 in the morning, and uh, can't get back to sleep right away, and he doesn't understand why. And I guess during the conversation, he attributes this sudden bout of insomnia at a very specific time to having some unconscious worry that he did not help one of his students. And I assume he meant any student. You know, maybe it was someone that he was working with most recently. Uh, Maybe he was remembering a lesson. But it was an interesting little tidbit because he goes on to say that, uh, you know, obviously those of us who had followed Sean Foley's work with Tiger, we we were always very skeptical as to the amount of uh, detail that that Foley goes into with his teaching, uh, specifically with Tiger. Foley goes on to admit in this interview that perhaps he overcoached Tiger Woods. Well, we could have told you that. But it's really interesting to hear kind of these post-mortem, you know, debriefs, so to speak, uh, of past coaches. You know, and Sean Foley is the most recent one. And by the way, other other coaches of other players do this as well. Um but, you know, at the time, Gordon, I'm, I'm quoting him here, at the time, I was still too methodical. And I think my original players that I met on tour, it was perfect for all of them. And I think that what, ha- what happened was I underestimated. I was too arrogant. Hmm, interesting. I underestimated really the state that he was in, period. And he goes on to say that Tiger went from a deity to a punchline overnight. And that, that's actually true, because if you're a, you know, a long standing fan of Tiger Woods, and if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are, or at least very much aware of what he's accomplished in his career, Uh, he really did kind of just start to go downhill shortly after starting his his stint with uh, with Foley. 
And so the quote continues, he won five of his last six tournaments in 2009 and came back, and by the middle of 2010, he couldn't break par. But nothing changed. He still had the same swing, same putting, same chipping. Still had Hank coaching him. So I think that that really shows that when you go from being invincible to vincible, it's really difficult. And finally, he ends his quote by saying, I think I overcoached him in the sense that I thought a lot of these issues were technical, more so than where they were at. But that being said, I could say that about everyone I've coached. You don't get it right all the time. That's a really interesting perspective and reflection from Sean Foley, uh, a man that I've never met. I would love to. I'd love to have him on the show, actually. But you don't really get to hear that too often from coaches who have that level of self-awareness, who can sit back and say, you know, maybe I didn't get this one right. Maybe I, maybe I overcoached, as he puts it in this instance. And I think as, as we remember kind of that stage of Tiger's career, you know, that was really uncertain for him. And as uh, Foley mentioned in his quote, Tiger was a god at that point. Like, he could do no wrong on the golf course. Was doing plenty wrong off the golf course, but he could do no wrong on the golf course. And then suddenly, just like Icarus flying too close to the sun. Wow, you didn't think I knew that reference, did you? He begins to fall back down to earth. And just as every single superstar in any sport has ever experienced, sometimes that happens but usually not on a huge world stage like we saw with Tiger. You know, it's funny, too, because one of the things I always find interesting about these top-notch players, these superstars, and of course Tiger's in a league of his own. I mean, he's an icon, once-in-a-lifetime icon, is the frequency that these players continue to tinker with their swings and making coach changes and making caddy changes, and they're really not much different than you and me in terms of the desire to continue to change something to get better. Just the other day, or a couple weeks ago, we were talking a little bit about Hideki Matsuyama, the reigning Masters champion, who was always known to have that slight pause at the top of his backswing, working on getting rid of that. The reigning Masters champion, who just won at Augusta National is making a swing change that not only is a characteristic that we all know of him, it's kind of like his fingerprint as it pertains to his golf swing, but it's actually a pretty significant change as it relates to the timing of his overall swing. I mean, if we're all golfers, we know that that's a big deal. And of course, if we go back to Tiger Woods, I mean, his swing changes, his coaching changes have been you know, storied, and, and everyone knows about all those, including Sean, uh, Sean Foley. And I just, it always, I, I can't help but sit back and just think, wow, you know, it's easy for me to do that, for me to sit back and say, well, just don't change anything. What are you doing? I mean, why would, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, as we all know, this game is, is a really weird game in that, you know, one day you can go out and shoot the best score of your life, and then the next three months, all of a sudden you don't remember how to hit a golf ball. And apparently that happens on the pro side too. So it's, uh, as it goes back to Sean Foley, it's really interesting to hear about, you know, I mean, they're people too, right? I mean, that's the most cliche thing in the world, but it's interesting to hear him be so retrospective to say, you know what, maybe I didn't get it right. And by the way, that is a hell of a student situation to step into or to find yourself into. 
Um, man, arguably the most famous human being on the planet at the time, sports or otherwise. And now you're going to try to change stuff that he, he does. Now, Sean Foley, you know, if you don't know much about his teaching style, and I'm just going to paraphrase here, and, and with all due respect uh, to Sean, you know, it is very technical. He's very much into kinematics and biomechanics. And, you know, if you go back and even go on YouTube and search some of his his uh, lessons that anyone can can read or, or watch, I guess, in this case, you'll see that he's very mechanical. He wants you to hit certain spots, and he's got a lot of physics behind it, and he's an extremely intelligent guy. But I always wondered if, you know what, that takes a certain type of student to really pick up on that stuff, let alone make it successful and repeatable uh, for their golf game. So it's really, really interesting interview there. So I I would encourage you to go and check that out. I, I should probably listen to the whole thing, too. But uh, once again, shout out to uh, Samantha and Savannah for uh, pointing that out to me. But in that same vein, I mean, I guess we're really not much different. And as the, at least in my case, as my golf season comes to a close, I made a joke on Twitter not too long ago, at Golf Unfiltered, if you don't follow me. Um, This is the season that I like to tinker with things. And, you know, that includes everything with what clubs I have in my bag to the clubs themselves, meaning like I, I maybe I'll pull a few shafts, maybe I'll put a few different ferrules on things. You know, I don't know. I'm going to have a lot of months now, at least four, where I'm going to have to sit here and not play golf. And yeah, I'm going to continue to do the podcast. I'll do the website and all that fun stuff. You know, I'm still doing, I'm really enjoying TikTok. Can I just do a quick tangent on that? Uh, TikTok's a lot of fun. I know it's got a lot of criticism and there was a lot of crazy political crap that was going on with it in the past, but I it's a it's a good time. It's a really good time. And I now I'm a guy or a guy that really loved Vine. Those list, listeners, if you know what I'm talking about, Vine was awesome. 6-minute videos. There were some extremely creative people and really weird people that used that app and it was fantastic. And, you know, ultimately, as time went on, we learned that there was a really bad story behind the app and blah, 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 blah. But in many ways, TikTok is that is filling that gap, if there was one, in social media that is just a lot of fun. And I've got a page out there now, and I've just put in, been putting silly stuff out there. You know, I think I'm putting uh, pictures of classic golf clubs, uh, pictures of weird golf products, and... And there's a lot of new golfers on TikTok. I mean, obviously, it's a very young demographic and uh, as far as the people that use it. But there are a lot of 40-somethings out there. You know what? Our people are out there, folks. And it's fun. It's fun. Sure, there's some dark sides to that social media app because it's a social media app. <laughs> there's dark sides everywhere, no matter what app you use. Uh, but anyway, tangent over. Go out and follow me on TikTok as well, and we'll have some fun out there. But over these next few months, I'm going to have ample opportunity to completely rearrange everything that, about my golf life, which I do every single year. But it's important things to do as well. And, you know, one of the takeaways from this episode I would love to leave you all with is uh, just a, a short checklist that you want to uh, consider in your off season if you have one. And even if you don't, I mean, everyone should do this at least once a year of some things that you need to check uh, before you go back out and play again. 
So one of the first things, of course, and you've heard me talk about this before, is check your lie angles on your irons. If you don't know, you should know. But if you don't know, if you've got forged irons, and even eh, maybe not so much with cast, but definitely with forged, that's, that's usually a softer metal. And so over the course of a season where you're you know, playing golf, you're hitting off a driving range mats, especially if you're hitting off driving range mats with cement underneath them, uh, those lie angles are going to change. And if you're a player like me that actually prefer a flatter than standard, quote-unquote, lie angle, then you're going to want to get those suckers checked. I can't remember the, the most extreme that I saw in my, my own uh, golf bag, but I want to say that it was like three degrees. It had gone upright. I usually play one degree flat. You want to get those checked. And you can go out to a pro shop that has a Lion Loft machine. You can go to you know your local PGA Superstore or you know Edwin Watts or whatever. I'm sure that somebody can help you out. And uh, definitely get those checked because if you start hitting hooks all of a sudden... That might be why you might want to get that checked. Uh, another thing you want to check, of course, are your grips. Now, that's something that a lot of people like to uh, change multiple times throughout the year. Um, I usually do a grip change once a season, um, at least. And uh, it's something that you want to keep an eye on. And now, I know it's funny, too, because I've got a lot of newer, um, a lot of friends that are newer golfers that are just getting into the sport. And more often than not, they've got hand-me-down clubs that they either got from their dad or from another friend or a relative or whatever, maybe even went to a thrift shop and bought them. The last thing they think about are their grips. And even if you're a long-standing golfer and you've been playing for a number of years, do a friend a favor, someone that you might know who's just getting into the game, go check their grips out for them. Chances are, if you have been playing for a long time, you also know how to change them. It doesn't take a lot. There's very few pieces of equipment that you need to change a golf grip. And even if you don't have any handiness in your body, I mean, if you can't use a utility knife and a vice, then it doesn't cost too much to go to any one of those stores I mentioned earlier to get your grips changed. It's an extremely important thing to do. Um, It's going to make you play better. It really will help you play better, especially if you're you're not experiencing any slippage or, you know, any grip problems themselves. You know, I'm talking about your hands. I mean, this is the, the one piece of the golf club that you have complete control over or contact with the golf club is the grip. Have I sold it enough? Go out and get them checked. The next thing I'll mention is I know that the holidays are coming around. Okay, people are probably asking for for gift lists or, hey, what do you want for Christmas or what do you want for whatever Listen, if you're no matter, I don't care if you're a new golfer, if you've played for 25 years, ask for a gift card or or whatever. Perhaps even maybe you, you hit up the wealthy uncle for a full club fitting. Huh? What do you say? You've been thinking about it. I know you have. I've had people email me. I've had them reach out to me on social media. They're like, you know what? I've been thinking about getting a club fitting and I've never actually pulled the trigger. Well, you know what? These places like Club Champion, um, Tour Spec, all these other places, they offer gift cards. So when somebody asks, hey, I need that list, I still get that request, by the way. Doesn't that make you feel weird? I mean, I'm damn near 40 years old, and I'm still getting, I need your Christmas list. It's like, no, I don't want to do that. Just give me a gift card, for crying out loud. And why not make it something to Club Champion or, or Tour Spec or, you know, I don't know what other club fitters you have by you 
Look it up. <laughs> I don't know why I'm yelling at you. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, this is something that you can cut down the cost of going. To, and this will, as much as I said that golf grips will help your game, I mean, a club fitting is the best possible thing that you can do for yourself as a golfer. It really is. I mean, yeah, golf lessons are great. They definitely are. They're going to help you use those clubs a little bit better. But you need a well-fit set of golf clubs. and You need the tools that are right for you in order to make this game any more fun. Because here's the other dirty little secret, and I've had multiple golf coaches and pros tell me this, by the way. If you have ill-fitting equipment and you show up to a golf lesson... They are going to, if they're good, the pro is going to say, you know what, this equipment's not right for you. But more often than not, they're probably going to try to help you swing these pieces of equipment that probably aren't right for you, and you're not doing yourself any good. You're really not. Because you're there for a lesson. They're going to give you a lesson. Get the right tools for your game. That is what you, everyone, I'm asking you. The answer that you give to anyone asking, what do you want for insert your favorite holiday here? I want a gift card to a club fitting place. That's what you should ask for. Trust me. The last thing I will say regarding this uh, end of the golf season. If you get new stuff over the holidays, if you get a new driver, if you get new iron, whatever. Donate your old stuff. Don't sell it. Donate it to either the First Tee, to your park district, to your local schools. There are golf programs everywhere that need golf equipment. There are kids out there who are probably better at the game than you who need golf equipment. They need newer stuff. And look, I know the people that listen to this podcast. You guys have cool things. I've held contests and I've given you cool things. (laughs) So I know that some of you have really good equipment. If you're replacing it, which is perfectly fine, don't sell the old stuff. Donate it. You're going to make someone's next golf season extra special by doing that. I'm going to hold you to it too. I'm going to talk about it more. Do your do everyone a favor, and you're especially the recipient of that donation. It's it's a, the best thing you could possibly do. And you know it's funny because when people talk about growing the game, and we can go into all sorts. You've heard me go on tangents about what's going on on the pro tour and and everything else. It all starts at home, right? You need to do something for the people in your community. And one of the best things we can do as golfers to actually grow the game is put the best tools in the hands of the people who are learning the game for the first time. The last thing I want to mention is just a little bit of an update about uh, the website itself. Now, you guys know I've kind of been up and down with the website recently, and I do apologize for that because I know a lot of you do go to the website uh, to read my thoughts on golf equipment. Um, to see some new releases and all that. And, you know, if you've been following Golf Unfiltered for a long time, we've been doing this for a number of years, you know that I've kind of gone in ebbs and flows and different topics, and and I like to pivot a lot. You know, for whatever reason, I am just not content doing one specific topic for an extended period of time. 
Um, you'll probably notice there were a couple changes on the website. I hope it's a little bit easier to navigate. Please send me feedback on that. Adam at golfunfiltered.com via email. You could look me up on social at golfunfiltered. Send me feedback on the website. One of the things that I'm thinking about doing a little bit more of in 2022, and we got a, you know, another month left here in, in, in 2021, but I want to, I want to do more long form writing and I want to do more essays. I want to, uh, on the podcast at least, continue to do these interviews and asking people what golf means to them. I hope you've enjoyed some of the uh, most recent ones that I've done this season. I will continue to do those. Um, and I also want to welcome on more contributors. You know, So if you're listening to this, and I, this, I really mean this, and I've done this before as well, if you want to come on the podcast just to talk about anything at all, uh, I'll have you on. If you want to contribute to the website, I'll read it over and we'll, we'll work it out. The point being, though, is that I think you all know where you can go for certain parts of this game, right? If you want to learn more about golf equipment, there are some websites that do that very well. I think we do it pretty good. Uh, It's not the most analytical reviews that we ever do, um, but it's firsthand experience with these these products that that I use and that I trust. Um, Another small change that we're going into for 2022 is I'm not going to exclusively play one brand of equipment. For the longest time, I did that. And I love the pieces of equipment that I used to play with. And I'll just call it out. You know, Cleveland Srixon has been in my corner for a very long time. I love everything about those companies. I still play uh, a lot of their equipment. But I also know that there are other pieces of equipment out there that could benefit my game. Not that those two brands couldn't, but... I'll be honest, I kind of want to try other things. And so that's what I'm going to be doing in 2022 as well. You're going to be seeing and hearing and and hopefully um, experiencing firsthand, uh, maybe we play some golf together, by the way, uh, me using different pieces of equipment. And I'm going to tell you all about the things that I'm using. I would really like Golf Unfiltered in 2022 to be more storytelling. I've been talking more with Cog Hill. We're going to be doing that uh, a little bit more in 2022. We didn't really have a chance to do too much of it because we kind of got started late in the year uh, with the partnership and everything, but we're going to start brand new in 2022, and I'm excited for it. And I think that the the telling of stories and making the connections with people is really what excites me the most, not only about doing this podcast, but doing the website and Hopefully we can make some friends along the way, right? I know that sounds corny. I know it's a little cliche, but I have met some really, really great people in this game. And I'd like to meet more. So hopefully we can do that a little bit more in 2022. All right. Well, thanks for sticking with me for all uh, this entire year. We're going to be doing a few more episodes. We'll probably take a couple weeks off here and there around the holidays just because everyone's, you know, spending time with friends and family as they should be uh, and not listening to podcasts. But um, I'm still going to be around. I'll probably be raising hell on Twitter, just like I always do. And uh, hey, do me a favor. Just take care of one another, right? The holidays are coming up. It could be stressful for a lot of reasons. There's a lot of crazy shit that's going on in the world right now. Let's not enter these holidays with anger or resentment or division. I know that's easier said than done. I know there's always going to be those one or two people in your family that you don't want to be around for whatever reason. 
And now it's really easy to alienate people, especially now with everything that's been going on. And I'm going to ask that you challenge yourself to not do that because I'm going to challenge myself not to do that. It's really tough. It's really tough to not do that. But hey, these are important people. And I think, and I truly believe this, I think that if we could just by default give everyone the benefit of the doubt and choose to focus on things that we all have in common, that is the the borderline or, or foundational conversation starters, if nothing else, that could really lead to a really positive experience. Yes, there are opportunities to talk about all the important things in life, the things that are lightning rods for disagreement and and arguments and perhaps even worse but it doesn't have to be those conversations have to be had but they don't always have to be had when you're with your family celebrating a holiday so if nothing else challenge yourself to go into any situation with a positive attitude again i know that sounds cliche You probably weren't expecting to get this pep talk at the end of a golf podcast. But it's real life. It's real life. And we're all in this together. So I'm going to leave it at that. We'll have another episode here. Probably not next week because it's the week of Thanksgiving. But I hope you all stay safe. I hope you enjoy some time with your family. I hope you do it safely. Just use common sense. That's all. Do what's right for you. That's all I'm asking because I don't want anyone to uh, have a negative experience this holiday season. And I want you to stick around for the next holiday season as well. Take care of one another. We'll be back soon.